0: You can continue to learn, grow, and shift things to make it work for you. You don't have to tie yourself to, hey, well, this is what I started out with. I have to keep doing this. You can do anything you want. You can make any change you want. You just have to communicate that with your audience so your audience knows what to expect. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-O'Kome. So let's get started. Huge thanks to Gusto for sponsoring today's episode. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits and HR to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. And as a SideHustle Pro listener, you'll get three months free when you run your first payroll. Sign up and give it a try at gusto.com slash SHP. That's gusto.com slash SHP. Hey, hey guys, welcome. Welcome to the very first episode of 2020. This is Nikaela here, and I am really, really excited to jump into this episode and just kick off the year First of all, um, shout out to everyone who listened to the Rewind episodes. As some of you might know, I took a much needed break at the end of the year. And so this is literally my first time behind the mic in, I don't know, over a month. And so it's really exciting. First of all, I wanted to divide this episode up into three different parts. So the first part, I want to talk through just how 2019 went. I didn't really get a chance to recap the year. So I'm going to, as I did in 2018, talk about the lessons and the wins. So it won't just be a highlight reel. I will talk about some of my areas in which I fell short and the ways I plan to work through that this year. And then I also want to get into what you also might be here for that you saw in the title, my pregnancy news and how that is going to cause me to, you know, recenter, reshift my priorities in 2020 as I prepare for this mompreneur life. All right, so let's get into it. And hopefully I don't sound too out of breath. I mean, everyone tells you that you're going to, you know, get more out of breath as the process of pregnancy goes on. And I definitely do get winded more easily, but I don't necessarily hear it in my voice all the time. So, Y'all going to have to bear with me because I have a lot of batch episodes to do until my due date. So this is going to be my voice from here on out. All right. So now let's talk about just learning from what happened and all the things that went down in 2019, all the different um, experiences that I had and how I will uh, move forward in 2020. So don't get me wrong. 2019 was an excellent year. It was wonderful for me. I just had so many wonderful experiences and I saw a lot of my hard work pay off and things that I'd been dreaming about come to fruition. So that was really, really cool. That said, I have, like any ambitious person, lots of dreams, lots of goals. So it didn't reach all of them yet, as you shouldn't. You know, I think I hopefully have a long life ahead of me and lots of work to be done. So... One thing I will say about 2019 is towards the end, <laughs> as you can probably tell, I ran out of steam because I did not pace myself well. I thought I was pacing myself well by just making sure to balance out my yeses and my no's, really not overcommit myself. I was big on not overcommitting myself to anyone or anything in 2019 because I just knew that my personal goals took precedent and were my priority. So that was good. However, there was this kind of burnout that happened right after my live show in October. There was so much more that goes into putting on a live show that I realized. And by the time the next day came, and by the way, around that time, I just recently found out that I was pregnant and I was in my first trimester, completely beat. So combined with the show and combined with first trimester, I was just burnt out and I fell behind subsequently, you know, as a result, my batch recording fell behind. And so where I planned to just have all my episodes in the bags by, let's say, end of October, I ended up really pushing it to way into November and I didn't really like that. So I um, didn't get a chance to pace myself well. Then I had all these big plans for Side Hustle Pro. I wanted to incorporate new segments into the show Not reinventing the wheel, because I know sometimes people feel pressure to change everything up when they've done it. And I sometimes feel that pressure. But at the end of the day, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, make sure people know what they can expect and don't just switch it up on them. Like we saw what happened when Power, the show, tried to change their theme song. Right. Like people like consistency and knowing what to expect. You can't just be changing things up on them like that. But I did want to incorporate some new things that I thought would enhance the conversations that I have and overall enhance the show. That didn't happen, but I am planning to move forward with that in 2020. And it's a good thing it didn't happen because, again, I was probably going to be in that mindset of trying to change things a little too drastically. And instead, I'm just going to start very slowly. And I'll get into that when I talk more about my 2020 plans so another part of 2019 a lesson I learned is I really do need to uh, firm up roles and get my standard operating procedures written down really concretely so that hiring can be more of a breeze. The reason why hiring um, takes so long for me and I end up pushing it off is because I usually have to sit down and write out, like think through what is it that I need this person to do? How does this work? What are the different processes? And start writing that out. And that whole thing just seems like it's going to take time and it's time consuming and it's, um, you know, overwhelming to think of sometimes. So I'm going to ease into that this year by maybe focusing each quarter on a different role or a role that currently exists and finally taking the time to write down some standard operating procedures, because I feel this is obviously a very, very important part of any business and any business that takes itself seriously. So when you're starting out, like, don't beat yourself up. And this is something I've had to learn as well. Like no body started out with everything all neatly wrapped up in a bow, no matter what they say now. (laughs) So don't beat yourself up. But as as you can work slowly towards it. And for me, that might look like even if it's just getting one or two roles down this year, really firmed up with job description, standard operating procedures, all the different um, tutorials that they would need to do their job, then that is what I'm going to do. And that is what I'll hold myself to this year. Another part, it kind of goes hand in hand with that is I didn't have a chance to transition my business over from LLC to S Corp like I wanted to. However, that is something that is top of mind for the beginning of this year, first quarter. So I will keep you guys updated with that and let you know how it feels being a business owner who kind of has a more of a, a salaried official salary coming through my business versus having to kind of set things aside myself so I'll keep you guys posted on that. And then um another lesson I learned th- these are these are turning more into things that I fell short on rather than lessons you guys and as I'm reading this out this part of it is because this is bulleted out but as I'm reading this out I'm realizing that. But hey, I think it's important to keep it real and be transparent like hey it might always seem like, you know, of Pro is being written up here or it's it's um, doing so well. But behind the scenes, there are a lot of structural things that I'm still working on. Um, this will be my third year of full time entrepreneurship. And I really think that I think about this kind of like going through. The college undergrad years or even a grad school program, right? Like when you start out, you're a freshman, you're still just flailing around, not really sure what's going on. So I'm a, I'm a junior right now and going to get it together. I think by year four, I might finally feel like, hey, I kind of know my way around here, but I'm sure then by then I'll be ready to maybe even start a newer business. So then it'll be hitting the ground from zero all over again. So anyway, back to my list of Lessons, aka areas I fell short, I had plans to get my other programs out in a certain timeline. Like I wanted to revamp Master of the Gram, put that out. That didn't end up happening because I there's so much new things that I want to do with that. And I was putting so much into Podcast Moguls plus into the podcast itself and the live show that I did not have the time that I needed to devote to Master the Gram. So this year I've already outlined Q1 and where my devoted time to outlining and recording that the 2.0 version of that course will take place. So I'm really excited about that because it's really important. And I was also kind of paying attention to the Instagram landscape and everything that's going on there, how things are changing, if it's really affecting people's reach. So that'll be very interesting. And of course, I want to kind of incorporate a layer where the program itself is not uh, as static as it was, AKA as things change, we have a chance to communicate and update each other on what's working and what's not. So looking forward to that, but that is something I didn't have a chance to do in 2019. And then finally, I will say that a lesson I learned and the an area I fell short was just chronicling my journey in a more regular fashion in Entrepreneur Diaries. Try as I might those solo entrepreneur diaries episode just tend to fall off. And I think what it is for me is I'm always trying to figure out the best order for my episodes. And initially, when I started this show, if you listen to the very first episode, my plan was to alternate every other week would be an interview. And then the solos would come in between those. So it'd be one week solo, one week I would interview someone. And I did not like the feel of that either. So I started to think, OK, maybe I'll just do once a month because, hey, that is enough time for some things to transpire that I can update you guys on. Some months are boring. Some months fly by and I don't have anything to update you on. So then it would get to this thing where it kind of I would just kind of stretch out between my solo episodes. And so that is not really consistent either. And then I'm not really being held accountable. And I'm not I'm also not sharing my journey before I look up. Things are happening and I didn't even get to update you guys. So what I want to do this year is focus on making these episode bonuses outside of the regular schedule. That means that I can plan out my schedule of interviews and I can have them and I can work with advertisers and know for sure what kind of industry and content that guest will be from in advance. However, when I'm ready to do my entrepreneur diaries or my solo episodes where I'm teaching more about things that I've learned in my journey I can share those with you on a different day. And I think that day might be Monday. So it won't be every Monday, but it might be like I'll pop in with a bonus episode Monday a month or two Mondays a month, depending on how much I want to share that month. So that's what I'm going to try this year. And, you know, this just goes to show for those of you with a podcast podcast. You can continue to learn, grow and shift things to make it work for you. You don't have to tie yourself to, hey, well, this is what I started out with. I have to keep doing this. So sometimes my my students in my podcast moguls course, they'll ask me, hey, can I do this? Can I take a break? Can I do seasons? And my answer is always you can do anything you want. You can make any change you want. You just have to communicate that with your audience so your audience knows what to expect. So you guys can expect that every Wednesday you'll hear an interview episode from me. That is my plan as of January 2020. And then I'll pop in with bonus episodes on a day outside of our normal Wednesday schedule. So now let's get into some wins from 2019. Things I didn't really get a chance to celebrate. And I, of course, in the moment would relish and just be happy in it. But I spend a lot of time thinking about the next thing, as I'm sure many of you do, which has its downsides. You know, when you're always thinking about the next thing, the next thing you need to do, the next thing you need to accomplish, the next deadline, the next thing you owe. Sometimes that means you don't sit back and congratulate yourself for what you have done. So I want to take everyone through some of that. And especially if you're new to the show and you're just joining me, it really is surreal because, first of all, In planning for this year, I always, I went back and listened to some old episodes. I always do that, you know, listen to some solo episodes to refresh myself on what I was thinking two years ago, you know, January 2017 or, you know, June 2016 when I launched. Like, what was I saying? What was I talking about? You think you remember, but you really don't until you go back and listen. So I was re-listening to episode number nine, y'all. Go back to episode number nine. And it really put some things into perspective for me. So in that episode, as you can tell, episode number nine, I had just launched a show, right? I am still fresh, new to the block. And um, in that episode, I'm talking about how I was bummed because I was not featured in Apple podcast Black Voices uh, section during Black History Month of all, you know, the different top Black podcasts. And I knew my podcast Was new to the game, but I still I knew I felt so strongly about it being valuable and quality that I was like, I can't believe Apple didn't include me in this. (laughs) Mind you, I'd never pitched them. I'd never reached out to them. I was still new again. So I'm still growing my audience and visibility. And it wasn't that I expected this. It was just it would have been nice. It felt like, wow, I wish I could be there. So I was in this phase of I wish back in episode nine. And so, fast forward—not even fast forward, slow forward—because it's been three long years, and now we are getting those features as Sidehouse Pro. We are featured on Apple in different categories, different um, highlight, spotlight sections that they have, and more. So, in 2019, I was first of all proud of myself for another year of sharing stories, another year of paying my bills every single month as an entrepreneur and saving as well as an entrepreneur, you know, who did not have a steady paycheck, had to really go out there every month and make sure that I was earning enough money to cover my bills and save, pay that health insurance, all of the above. So that's always like the first layer of just pride, like, wow, I'm really doing this. Wow, I'm doing this. And I am making a living, okay, and I'm thriving. Like that is amazing. Then I was also really really happy with being able to finally launch a new and improved website for sidehouseapro.co. Shout out to Shirley T for designing and completely revamping that website. I'll be adding a directory to the website at some point this year so you can search episodes by industry topic, but as you can see, oh, everything's always a work in process, even when it looks shiny and new. So I launched that website and I was very proud of it because I waited until I knew where Side Hustle Pro was going before I focused on some shiny, glamorous website. I waited until I knew the things that I, I wanted to highlight and project and focus on as the um, focal points of the website. So that's very important. When you're first starting out, I share this with my students as well in Podcast Moguls. Just get a website up. Think of it as a landing page for your show notes to direct people to. You can use templates like I did on WordPress to make it look, you know, like a nice, modern website with lots of white space. You can, you know, get a designer on Fiverr or Upwork or something to create some quick logos, quick banners, or just design it yourself in Canva like I did. And then just keep that there. While you work on growing the podcast, like the website itself is just real estate that you need in the beginning. But it's not about being beautiful and shiny and all these different things, because things might change. Your whole podcast name might change. You know, I've worked with students who their whole podcast name changed. So that means if they'd spent several thousand dollars designing a website, then they would have had to completely change out the artwork, change the URL, all of that stuff to accommodate the new name. So really give yourself time to flesh out your topic, do your podcast a bit, fill out how it's going, determine what you might want to change and then invest in that. So I was proud of myself for getting to that point. I was also proud of my consistency with episode releases. So it was hard, y'all, towards especially towards the end. Like I said, first trimester kicked in and I was completely fatigued and it was hard. Okay, (laughs) I want to especially shout out Chris, my editor and producer, and also Portia, my social media manager, for helping me during times when I was dragging and getting them episodes late, getting them, you know, content and info late and making sure that the social promo was on time, making sure that the episodes were on time. And even if we were off by a day or we released later in the day on Wednesday than I wanted to, we were releasing an episode every week. So thank you so much again for tuning in and sticking with me because that consistency is tough. That consistency is not always easy. I might have missed a week or two, I think, or just taking a break. I can't remember. But for the most part, every single week, these episodes are coming out and it ain't easy. I don't do seasonal. I have no plans to do seasonal yet right now. Um, and so it is really, really tough. And so that is a feat that I'm proud of myself for then with podcast moguls which i've mentioned a few times so podcast moguls is my accelerator program where i help new and emerging as well as seasoned podcasters to grow and market their shows because we all know there're million podcasts out there you need to know how to market your show to make sure that you are able to get ears listening to your show to grow your audience to be able to get some of these accolades that you see side hustle pro getting to be able to um, land sponsorship by being able to show your numbers and all these different things I teach inside of the program. And over the last two years, we have grown to over close to 200 students at this point, over 100 new students in 2019 alone. So, whoop, whoop. Um, that too is no easy feat, right? I was doing consistent master classes to do that. I started doing more, investing in more Facebook advertising to draw attention and drive audience. To those master classes in addition to speaking more about podcasting and the consistency with the master class is where I saw the most growth in the conversion to having more students in the program so in order to do that I invested in myself you know I shared that with you guys early in 2018 like I was able to launch podcast moguls due in part to me investing in Danielle Leslie's course from scratch and learning how to package my knowledge, package my expertise, but also sell, you guys. Selling is something you have to do, whether you're a podcaster, independent podcaster, who is your own salesperson. So you have to go out there and sell yourself to brands to make them understand why should they invest in putting ads on your show. So selling is something that I have really grown in in the last two years because I had to. I I literally have to. Nobody is going to do it for me. And that is um, something that I'm proud of myself. That was a win for 2019 and 2020. We are taking it up a notch. We're going even bigger and even better, honestly. So I'm excited for what I have planned. Actually, this month, I will be doing a few episodes specifically on podcasting. So those of you who are interested in launching your own podcast or growing that show that you're spending so much time Doing, editing, recording, producing every single week, make sure you are signed up to get notified when I do my next masterclass. Head over to podcastmoguls.com to make sure that you get that notification. Hey guys, it's Nikala here with a quick word from our sponsors if you have a business or you know someone who does you probably know that small business owners wear a lot of hats and some of those hats are totally great but some like filing taxes and running payroll for example they're not so great that is where gusto comes in gusto makes payroll taxes and hr actually easy for small businesses fast simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Those old school clunky payroll providers just weren't built for the way modern small businesses work, but Gusto is. So, Let them wear one of your many hats. You have better things to do. Side Hustle Pro listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. Try a demo. See for yourself at gusto.com slash SHP. That's gusto.com slash SHP. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Make 2020 a year where you explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity with classes from Skillshare. The online learning community is offering Side Hustle Pro listeners two months of free premium membership. I highly recommend taking advantage of this offer because my number one side hustle piece of advice is to be a lifelong learner. That means continue learning new ways to grow your business each and every week. And for me, that comes through Skillshare. There's so many awesome classes on Skillshare on topics like email marketing, Instagram hacks, setting up your own website, copywriting, and more. What I like to focus on are classes to fine tune my writing. Now, most classes are under 60 minutes with short lessons that fit any schedule. And I tend to listen to classes on 2x speed because I'm crazy like that. So I can get through up to two in a day. I recently took a Skillshare class called Copywriting Tips from Beginner to Advanced and found it so valuable because right now, like I said, I'm in that zone where I'm laser focused on the copywriting in my Facebook and Instagram ads. Whatever your business need is, though, you can find a class for it on Skillshare. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash SideHustlePro and get two free months of premium membership. That's two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash SideHustlePro. So next win that I want to talk about. So speaking of podcast moguls and what I teach inside of the program, so 2019 was a landmark year for speaking and TV appearances. Now, one of the ones I'm most proud of is Summit 21, because when I was first starting out the podcast, I went to Summit 21 back when it was called Embrace Her. The very first one ever is produced by Blavity and Morgan Debon. went to this in 2016. That was the first time, one of the first times I shouted out, you know, I got up and let the audience know that, hey, I'm going to be doing this podcast. Three years later, I was a speaker at Summit 21, you know, in Atlanta in 2019, in June, I believe. And um, it was just a full circle moment that just goes to show if you put in the work and you're not focused on speed, like, oh, in six months, I need to be earning 10,000 for my podcast. And like, Some of the ridiculous things that I hear people say that, you know, makes me know that you're not in it for the right reason. But if you focus on slow and steady strides to create valuable work that is serving other people, that is helping other people, that is forming a bridge between people who might not have known that each other existed, but need to learn from each other, then you'll be amazed at what you reap. So I was able to speak at Summit 21. I was able to speak at Woman Evolve, put on by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Um, I also spoke again at the Caribbean Startup Summit. I have a special place in my heart for that one. So shout out to Selwyn and the team for bringing me, as well as Moyo out, who spoke about apps and app development. Now, I also was featured in the O Oprah magazine. Side Hustle Pro was listed as um, one of the podcasts to check out. Um, and then Forbes Yahoo Finance also were, you know, great enough to include and and feature Side Hustle Pro. And then, of course, I did an episode on the Today Show. If you want to get the full tea on, you know, what that experience was like for me, I did a full episode on that right in August, the week after I was on the Today Show. So just scroll back to get my entrepreneur diaries on that one. So those were some wins unexpected. I didn't go into 2019 with the goal of getting these tv and speaking appearances my goal was to continue to do my work elevate it in a way that continue to serve people continue to grow my audience so with that you know comes hand in hand with other opportunities because i didn't pitch myself for any of these things that i just mentioned so it just goes to show what happens when you put your head down and do the work or like or like i like to say lay low and build Another thing that um, I loved about 2019 was, of course, the live show. I, (laughs) you know, I had been talking about it for a while. I want to do a live show. I want to do a live show so much so that a few people had reached out to me about helping me plan it because that was one of the main limitations that I said. And sometimes we put limitations out there as an excuse. I'm guilty of this, too. And I was like, you know what? I want to do it, but. I, I know I, I can't do it on my own. I need some an event planner or something. So then event planners reached out to me and I still wasn't doing it. <laughs> but finally, I said to myself, no, I want this to happen. Let's celebrate the three year anniversary. And yes, I, I still want to work with someone. Um, I want to work with someone who I know and trust, who who likes producing events, who likes producing experiences because I wanted it to be more than just uh, you know, you come and listen to me. I want it to be an experience. And that's how Raina Campbell of the Dreams and Drive podcast and I connected and made it happen. And it was just so incredible to see. I think the thing that was most shocking to me is like, yes, I know Sidehouse Hustle Pro is my show, but um, people were coming out to see me. And and, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, I thought I definitely wanted to have a guest because I'm like, oh, I, I need a, a a guest that, you know, so people will come. And what I realized were like, people didn't necessarily know my guest, but they came because they listened to the show and they wanted to see me in person, talk to me. And that was, that just blew my mind. Um, it It, you guys, you don't understand what it's like to talk behind a microphone and then have people who listen to you want to meet you in person like it's it's mind-blowing and so i thank you for all of you guys who showed up to the show for all of you who wanted to attend but couldn't i know it was in the middle of the week you know we had to work with um i really wanted that venue so i had to work with their availability but in the future i do plan to do a weekend And we'll probably move to a different city next. So stay tuned for that. Now, I can't promise y'all mad live shows. You know, I'm having a baby this year. I really I'll be happy with myself if I do one live show. But I will say it's something I want to do more of. I'm just trying to figure out what schedule would make sense for me and what what team is going to put on these shows. Because, again, I love working with Raina and I, I told Raina. After the show, I said, I will do this again if you if you will let me hire you again. (laughs) So that's the only way it's going down. But um, that was a wonderful experience. And, um, you know, one of my goals long term is to have my own TV show or just to do more with video. And that was the first time I really when I sat on that stage, when the lights were up, and I saw the, everyone in the audience, and I'm holding my microphone with what they call the mic flag. You know, that's the little side hustle pro thing wrapped around the flag. That is the first time it really felt real to me. Like, I I think I can do this. I I know I can do this. So I don't know how I'm going to get there, but this is what I mean about having big goals, right? Um, it might seem like oh, I'm I'm ticking them all off, but I'm always thinking of the next level. I'm super ambitious that way, like all of you are. So. Now I'm at ground zero in terms of thinking, now, how the heck am I going to make that happen? How am I really going to become Oprah for real? Stay tuned, (laughs) y'all. I don't know yet, (laughs) but the live show was one of those epiphany aha moments for me when I said, I really enjoy doing this. I had so you can hear it in our voices. You can go back and listen to that episode as well. Um, I released the live episode audio. You can hear it in our voices. Maya and I had such a good time. I was so nervous the days leading up to it, the weeks leading up to it. But the day of, I was just on cloud nine. Not an ounce of nerves were in my belly. When I walked out on that stage, excuse me, danced out, not an ounce of nerves were in my belly. Like what? That. Pay attention to those moments, guys, because Those are the moments when you feel alive, when you come alive, where you have to pay attention and tap into that and lean into that. There is something there. I don't know what it will be, but there is something there. And I look forward to listening to this episode three years from now and saying, whoa, she felt it. I felt it. I just didn't know how it would manifest, how it would materialize. But three years from now, I'm looking forward to seeing how it materializes. Then in terms of wins on the personal front, for most of the year before, you know, I I ran into burnout, I really had a good personal life balance. So I'm proud of us for that. I traveled. I traveled for my birthday. So I started off the year in February traveling with my girls for my 35th. It was my birthday bash in Jamaica, my favorite place, my home. And then Moyo was able to join me um, after that in Kingston with the family. We had some family time, some couple time. We also um, traveled to Barbados for the conference and a few of the smaller trips, and we were just very conscious about making time for each other as well as spending time apart. So one of my friends asked me um, how, you know, she was now an entrepreneur or consulting, working for herself and her boyfriend who she lives with is now an entrepreneur and they both want to work from home. And she's like, how do you guys do this? And I'm like, we have to alternate like we both cannot have our work days at home because one is distracting. We'll be talking to each other throughout the day when we should be working. And two, then you never really like miss each other. And so we were conscious about, okay, I'll go to the coffee shop today or I'm going to this place today so that we weren't always on top of each other. And if you want us to do an episode now, we are no experts. Okay, but if you want us to do a love and entrepreneurship type of episode one day, maybe we'll do that. And that'll be one of those bonus episodes. (laughs) Another thing I loved about 2019 was connecting with other black women entrepreneurs in a deeper way. Now, I still think if I'm being honest, that I could do a better job of reaching out to people in my area and having more regular check ins, brunch, what have you. One, I, you know, like to spend time by myself or just like to chill at home. So being the one that makes the plans is is a reach for me. But then, um, two, I always assume other people are busy. I don't want to bother them, you know, taking a bit of their time where they they're able to sit in their home and talk to me on their phone. And we talk that way always feels like the most unobtrusive way to get their attention. So working through that. But I was really happy that I was able to go to the My Taught You retreat, which then led to me forming connections with people who, you know, came out and supported in such a big way for the Siles of Pro Life show. When I looked at the crew, the alumni crew that were in the building, I just said to myself, like, wow, I am so blessed. I'm, I'm so thankful because I would not have forged these bonds otherwise. And so Some of them were guests that have been on Side Hustle Pro, like Arsha Jones of Capital City Mambo Sauce and, you know, Jerry Evans and also um, Angel Anderson. So these were women who live in the D.C. area, were on the show, but we just genuinely just haven't hung out like that. And there is something to be said about forging deeper connections with Black women entrepreneurs. So while I list that as a win, because I, I made waves and I did much better than I did in 2017 or 2018, I will say that I want to do more of that in 2020. And this is one of those things that, again, is kind of daunting for me because it it sounds like work. Anything that sounds like work outside of what I already do, which I already feel like is time consuming. It's like, oh, I want to do that. But, you know, I think I just need to start looking at it more as opportunities I get to do this rather than I have to do this. And so in that sense, I am going to make it more of a priority to connect with my guests after they've been in the guest chair, my alums, excuse me. And I'm also trying to shift the way that we talk about being in the Side Hustle Pro guest chair. So the Side Hustle Pro alums and I I will be forging deeper connections with. And um, I can't wait. I can't wait to share that with you guys and, you know, let me know. Um, if you have any ideas, there. So, another win for 2019 was hiring and working with my social media manager, Portia, who I mentioned before, who kept the social media, still has kept the social media content running even when I've been on a holiday break. Um, is just so on top of it, and um, don't try to steal her away, y'all. Okay. Uh, so on top of it, and also so proactive in thinking about different things to do, different kinds of content to share. So Portia, thank you. Shout out to you. I'm really grateful for you. Also always grateful for Chris, my producer. It's crazy to me how we met, you know, Chris sending me a cold pitch. And to this day, like, even though we may not check in as much as we probably should, right? Because I need to get the uh, the structure together a little bit, but we somehow flow. We somehow make it work. We're able to shoot each other email or text and like, when things are off, bring it back together. And that's kind of priceless to be able to have that working kind of groove with people who we're all virtual. We don't really see each other at all and we're able to work together so seamlessly and smoothly. I am super grateful for that. And that is a win. I can't really take credit for that because, yes, I did learn and work on having a more intensive interview process for my social media manager and content manager. But it was, I also just think it was like the heavens <laughs> opening up so in, in, in terms of how we connected. So very happy for that experience. and want to continue to figure out how to just be uh, a better person to, to work with in terms of how can I make it even more seamless and, and a great experience so that everyone wants to stick around forever. Um, (laughs) But I'm so, so happy that we had consistent social media promotion, because if it were up to me, I would fall off during my burnout seasons like I've done in 2017, 2018, even 2016 when I first started. So being able to have that consistent social media promotion shows on the back end when you see that your downloads are consistent, even when you're feeling inconsistent in life and just keep the show running another win was taking that vacation so I saved time off for three weeks of an official vacay at the end of 2019 now I plan to take three I think that first week I kind of was still easing into it so I was just sending some emails no that was before the three weeks so never mind But I did kind of do a little bit of work. But then those last two weeks, I really took off. Like I even took Instagram off my phone like, okay, I'm done by the last week. I'm like, I just need to check out. And that has been so rejuvenating and refreshing. Um, I feel like I have my mind back. It's more clear. It's not cluttered with, you know, other people's lives or other people's like motivational quotes and, and directives and All of that stuff, you know, it can be very hard. So I I do encourage everyone to kind of drown out the noise every once in a while to recenter, recalculate, as the GPS says, and um, just make sure you're thinking with a clear head and your strategy is informed by your business and not anyone else's business, which can be tricky. Love social media. These are these are the tips that I personally do to make sure that I use social media. I don't let it use me. All right. (laughs) And then the final win is I was able to double my revenue from last year, y'all. And that's no easy feat as an entrepreneur. Like you can get into grooves where you just get set like, okay, this is how much money I make a month. I'm covering this. I'm able to save this. And you kind of just get complacent. So you have to constantly push yourself. So one of the ways I did that was finally doing the live show. I also, you know, charged for my speaking engagements this year and I charged a little in 2018, Um, middle of 2018 on is when I really started charging like the real bucks. (laughs) So my revenue I can attribute to um, my recurring sponsor relationships as well as new ones. So the Side Hustle Pro show and the Side Hustle Pro business is run via advertising sponsors as well as my own courses and programs that I teach Podcast moguls grew significantly in 2019. I also do a limited number, but a very it's more about quality versus quantity for me of speaking engagements and finally the live show and merch. So those were ways in which I doubled my revenue from last year. This year, I want to continue to focus on those sponsor relationships, of course, grow them even more so that every episode is consistently sponsored. I want to continue to grow podcast moguls. I'd like to actually double the growth this year. Ambitious, but doable. And then speaking engagements, maybe um, I would say my max would be four um, if I do those. Because, again, you know, my schedule is going to change. I have to consider someone else uh, this year and then hoping for one live show. But we'll see. We'll see. It might have to be at the top of 2021. We shall see. So those were the wins, y'all. Now. I talked a little bit about how re-listening to episode nine helped me to put this all in perspective. So I do encourage y'all to go back and listen to that as well, like to compare notes and to see, um, you know, the grind in between that led to 2019. So for 2020, my focus is to continue to revisit and recenter my goals. What I mean by that is when I started this podcast, it was specifically to show what's possible with starting as a side hustler. I constantly read stories of people who were entrepreneurs and I couldn't relate to their stories for whatever reasons. I just never really resonated with the things that I read. I didn't know, I didn't see anyone like me who was like a black woman who needed to work in corporate America to save, pay off loans, pay her bills, but also had entrepreneurial ambitions. And but also wasn't like a huge risk taker. You know, I'm the type of person who takes calculated risks and I needed to hear from these kinds of people. I always need to hear from people who started their business on the side. So I that is one of my central tenets to keep in mind always is are you talking to these kinds of people? Are you sharing these stories? Are you helping to show what's possible? I also want to show all the vast paths that exist outside of the typical boxes So another experience I had that I've talked about is the fact that I, whenever I was in school from undergrad or grad school, I always felt like I was trying to fit into some kind of mythical box. And it was interesting, but there was always some way in which I felt that I don't quite fit in here, but I don't know what to do because this is what people have told me that people like me who have my skills and my education and my training should do. So I want to expose people to the number of roles and creative things that you can do outside of just the typical standard boxes that you see over and over again in schools. You know, when you see either from the majors to um, you know, the companies that recruit on your campus, I want you to be able to see that there's more out there. And that might not be your first role outside of college or your first role outside of grad school or you're, you're just, you know, the next thing that you do, but it can show you a pathway to get there from those different roles and the kind of skill sets you might want to start acquiring so you can eventually do the thing that you want to do. That is a central goal. I also want to encourage another Black woman to just start. If that is the only thing you take away from this show to like, hey, such and such is doing this. Like, if she could do this, like, why can't I? And then just start your thing. That is is it for me. That right there is like, My job is done. My work here is done. That is what I came here to do. I had this feeling before I started the show of fear. I had this feeling of I'm not the entrepreneur type. I had those feelings and I want to be able to help someone else break out of that thinking that this is they somehow don't belong in this world because they, you know, aren't a big risk taker or they like to get their nails done like I do or, you know, what have you like. You can like safety and security and still start your business. So that is another central goal. So finally, I realized that you are what you see. So my goal is to share that. Once I was able to see other people that I relate to, then I felt like I could achieve it. And so it, it's the same thing as when, you know, a young ballerina sees a Misty Copeland and then is encouraged to really take dance seriously. And the next thing you know, she's cast as, you know, the first black ballerina in the Nutcracker. Like, this is so important. It's important to see us. It's important to see the Serena Williams. It's important to see us achieving things. And that is why I will continue to show us, even if no one else wants to add us to a list, top this, top that, we see us. And we need to value that. And so that is what I'm here for. So my goal, my focus for 2020 is... To show what's possible with starting as a side hustler show all the paths that exist outside of the typical boxes encourage another black woman to just start and remind myself that you are what you see so continue to show us now obviously i'm about to get into the pregnancy thing this has been a long episode right sorry i didn't mean to be this long so we're about to get into the pregnancy in a second so, because of everything going on on the personal side, I will need to work a little bit differently in 2020. so that means I'm going to have to batch record with some fierceness so that I'm able to take a maternity leave. Now, what that will look like will it, it's still up in the air a little bit for me, y'all. I'm still learning this will be my first baby and first time. Baby, as an entrepreneur, so other people can share with me what their maternity leaves look like. But guess what? Mine is going to be a little bit different, Um, and I will keep you guys posted on what that looks like. But I am about to get into this batch recording season, so I will be recording a bulk of the episodes for the year in this Q1 um, first three months of the year. I my goal is to continue to work with fantastic sponsors maintain those relationships, of course, to continue to bring you these wonderful episodes. And I mentioned before, I want to double my students in podcast moguls and raise awareness of the program. Now, I have made some strides in promotion, but I still feel like in 2019, I was still hiding a bit. And I want to break out of that and make sure that when people know Nikayla, the host of Side Hustle Pro, they also know that she is the coach of podcasters who want to grow their podcast into a moneymaker endeavor. So if you are trying to go from podcast to business, Podcast Moguls is where you need to be. And I am going to make sure to submit that in 2020 even more. Then, of course, I want to relaunch Master the Gram. I touched on that. And anything else? will be icing on the cake. So a live show, some kind of alumni brunch for Side of Pro guests, more speaking engagements or all of the above. If that happens, all of that will be icing on the cake, y'all. But the main goals are revisiting and recentering myself in my goals, batch recording and taking maternity leave, doubling my students and podcast moguls and raising awareness of the program and relaunching Master the Gram. So this gives me clear cut goals to circle back on at the end of 2020. Now, let's get into the pregnancy. So surprise, (laughs) I am pregnant at the time of recording this. Actually, at the time of releasing this episode, I will be six months going on seven. And, um, you know, it's what's funny is when you become pregnant, something like this happens in your life. It is such a nerve-wracking time that even though you want to shout it from the rooftops, you just always wonder, is this the right time? Like, uh, you know, what if something happens? And I know I'm not supposed to think like that. And I, I work hard not to think like that. So that is why I just had to get my mind right and get into my Zen place before I could feel comfortable with even sharing it. And even still, now that it's out there, it's still like, whoa. So we shared the news on Christmas I shared it on my Instagram, if you haven't seen. And then since after that, I went on like my holiday break. But I am just in that zone of really preparing to let go and embrace the unknown. You know, there's only so much you can prepare for this. Everyone tells me that. I know that to be true because I've never been a parent before. Um, Moyle and I are extremely excited. And we, um, you know, he's way more laid back than me. So he's able to calm me down when I start feeling like, oh, my gosh, all this stuff to do. How are we going to do this? <laughs> you know, and all of that good stuff. And I really appreciate that because as a woman, especially as a black woman during this time, it is so important to manage your energy, to drown out people who want to hit you with statistics about child infant mortality rates and all sorts of craziness that people want to hit you with um or um hit you with. You know, when I put out my announcement, you know, I had people like, oh, I'll be your doula or if you want this or that. And. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time, y'all. I don't, I don't want any maternity services from you. I don't want any unsolicited advice right now. I actually, I don't think I ever want unsolicited advice. If I ask for advice, I do so specifically to certain people. But what am I talking about? I feel like I'm getting off track. So let me get back in the zone. Um, so what has been interesting about pregnancy has been managing my energy one during first trimester. Feeling so fatigued and also beating myself up because even though you know you're pregnant, you're not showing yet, so it, it's a trip because physically you're feeling the impact, but mentally you can't reconcile why you can't still work at the same pace, and so I dealt with a lot of guilt already from that first and and even some of the second trimester phase of just like I feel like I'm messing up, I feel like i'm I'm not on it, I feel you know, like I'm letting people down. Um, There are things that I wanted to do that I had to keep pushing back and I felt like I was letting people down. So I had to work through that and manage my energy in that way. Um, Moving into third trimester, it's just a matter of, for me, managing my energy and knowing that I can't get it all done and be settled in one week. And I would love for that to be the case, but actually we're getting ready for a big move. We're moving from Virginia to Maryland. Maryland. And so there'll be a lot in the 30s, the 30 weeks of my pregnancy, there'll be a lot of moving and shaking going on. And in my ideal world, I wouldn't be doing that. But, you know, that's just how um, timing ended up working out. And so I therefore have to manage my energy to be able to be okay in a time when uh, there are a lot of balls in the air because I can be a little OCD and I just want things to be in their place. I want things to be neat. I want things to be unpacked for the baby and all of that good stuff. But we just might be surrounded by loxes, um, when the baby comes. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so I'm happy for this, though, because it has forced me to slow down and think and prioritize and remember what is most important. Um, you know, I I will say that I. I've just been on cloud nine. It's one of those like really lovey-dovey moments in Mia Moyo's life where we're just like, just I-, I can't even explain it, but we are looking forward to experiencing childbirth, and experiencing, you know, our, seeing, meeting our child, this baby that's kicking me, um, seeing what they're like. And, you know, that that's really all it is to it right now. Um, we were happily surprised when we found out last August. And like I said, I was just waiting for the right time to let everyone else know. And also, as we processed it now, moving into the year, I'm not ready to speak on any motherhood related topics. A a few people have reached out to me and I feel like I I need to become a mother and like be initiated into that world before I'm I'm hopping on anybody's uh, podcast or anything to talk about this. But I will share, you know, how I'm I'm juggling, of course, on my own podcast, of You know, that is part of my day to day life. So do know that. But I'm about to, you know, y'all know those of you who are mothers that I'm about to embark on something that I don't even know what is going to be like, how I'm going to feel. But I know it's going to be intense. And with that in mind, I am just trying to get ahead of my work as much as possible so that I can take some time off so the babies do this spring it could be um, late March early April you know these things aren't a perfect science and my goal is to take some time off in April May so we'll see how that goes and with that that is that guys I'm looking forward to 2020 looking forward to going after all the goals I mentioned head over to Co for all of the show notes from this episode and there you have it